1: I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is Best of the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And we're going to be flying a little bit backwards today and a little bit forwards today because we're just going to do a look back at the year and sort of talk about what wisdom we have gathered. Do you feel like you've gathered any wisdom this year, Elizabeth? I I actually really do. I totally do. I love that. This year of
0: all years. I love that sort of end of the year tradition. You know, I'm not like super big on resolutions, but I definitely like the the practice or the exercise of looking back at the year prior and sort of looking ahead and thinking critically about what you want to leave behind and what you want to bring forward and what you learned. I mean, I think that sort of self-assessment is really lovely and you can do it without putting all this pressure on yourself of like must lose 30 pounds. That's like right. The constant right. cliche of what the new year means to America. Like- right.
1: <laughs> and it should, and it should mean so much more than that. And I always think it's funny because news stations always do that sort of new year's resolution story. Yeah. And it always includes weight loss and it always includes, you know, gym memberships are up and all of that. And I think in so many ways, I mean, obviously we want everybody to be healthy in the new year. But your mental health and making those kind of assessments ultimately is always going to be the most important thing. Because I think if you're mentally strong and you're assessing properly, if you do have some sort of weight issue or you're concerned about that, that will follow. Like yeah. all those things will follow. Like if you have body, you know, body, um, image issues, getting your mental self in order should always be the first order of business, I think. Well, yeah. And, and I think the,
0: the why can't be the vanity of it. I mean, then it's so right. difficult to get it done. Uh, you know, it's, it's just looking deeper, which is kind of what we're doing today. Like looking deeper at the things that have happened over the year
1: and right. then,
0: um, and, and then looking at how we can either bring that into the new year or do it a little bit differently. It's been, I mean, this has probably been, I don't know, one of my biggest years of life lessons.
1: Oh, I love that. What would you say? Well start. Why don't you start? What was the first? Well or for what sure. was one of them?
0: It was the great ankle break of twenty twenty two. I mean oh,
1: it yeah. was full
0: out life changing. And um I had never lost mobility like that before. I had always, you know, I don't I mean, I don't think I take my body for granted or movement or health for no. granted in, in any way. But I certainly didn't realize what it was like to lose it because I'd never experienced that before. I mean, the closest thing I'd experienced was like a two week bout with the chicken pox when I was in the fifth grade and then <laughs> delivering three babies. I also did have shingles once and a bronchial infection. You know, I've been relatively healthy and that doesn't That's come pretty good. without effort. You know, there's, right. there's a lot of effort that goes into making that happen, but, um, well, but I
1: think when you I... take, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I think oh, yeah. you take really good care of your body. Like, I think you are very aware of your body. I think you feed it well. I mean, that's one of the things I admire so much about you is that it's a very conscious effort to make sure that you not only are treating your body well, yeah. but that you feel good in your body and that you respect it. And I think we've talked a lot about that on the podcast, and that is ultimately the biggest issue all around is, do you feel good in your body? Is it working for you? And I think Mm -hmm. you take great care of it. And then to that point.
0: Right. And I do that. I mean, it initially started as sort of like a, a, I don't know, I guess, I mean, it's always selfish, but like a selfish reason because I realized when I was working mornings early in my career that if I ate like crap, I felt like crap even worse. And I was already feeling like crap because I was waking up at two in the morning and I had $2. So like I, you know, It kind of then progressed and progressed and progressed. But um, I can think back to that moment of laying on the ice, (laughs) crying in the driveway all the time and how just like that split second fully changed the trajectory of the next months. Something that I'm still working through and I'm still dealing with. I mean, I, you know, I'm mobile now, but I feel my ankle every single time I walk. I can feel it. Right. And, um, so for me, it was sort of a, um, it was like a big wake up call. And then also, um, it was coinciding with a very difficult. Change in my work situation with the departure of my previous co-host, Steve Patterson on Twin Cities Live, that right, you know, just a couple of months before. And then I was just in the depths of trying to figure out, like, well, where do we go from here? What do we do now? What does this mean for me? And really looking critically, and you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but at what do I want my life to look like and this next iteration of my career to look like? And how is that going to go? And then, you know, I, my feet went out from under me. And how it went is I landed square on my arse.
1: (laughs) The metaphor of this is just amazing, honestly. (laughs) I mean, God is an amazing thing.
0: It is. And it sort of continued throughout the year with just lots of, whispers and then yells to slow down. And I'm still navigating that. And I'm still trying to figure right. out what that means for me, because there are things in my life that I want to continue doing and things that I have to continue doing, like right. raising my three children. Right. And, um, and so I'm trying to navigate how to do that without it taking this toll on me. And there's just been a lot of messages this year that like, I'm distracted. I have a lot going on and then I'm not paying attention. And then Bam. Boom. Yeah. Things happen. And the ankle break is just one of those, several of those instances.
1: Well, what I think it speaks to, my husband went through this when he broke his ankle as well. Um, It it speaks to, and he'll often, we'll often talk about this, of vulnerability. Yeah. And it's just this, I can't even imagine, quite frankly, he also did it on the ice. Mm Mm-hmm. But he, he sort of fractured it as opposed to broke it so he could get inside. Yeah. And I think about that's like you. my dad.
0: He could get inside.
1: I think about the vulnerability of your situation in that moment. And for people who haven't lived in Minnesota, who don't know the extreme cold and the fear that must have sort of overtaken you in that moment or like what, what the hell? And I think that that, that big moment is just such a vulnerable moment that doesn't go away even though your ankle is healed yeah. it's it you're sort of anything can happen anything can happen yeah it kind and, of
0: felt like a betrayal you know like i'm a real oh, pro minnesota i love this land This oh, land is our land
1: this land is your right house. and, oh, and um, it turned on you and it really
0: got me good i mean i was born and raised yeah. here do you think it's mad that i'm a packers fan like is that what happened <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, because my husband hates the Packers, I'll say yes. You need to be a Vikings fan. You need to be a Vikings fan. That's what it was telling you. I don't know. Well, you know, I think one of, um, when we talk about vulnerability and, you know, for me, sometimes fear, one of the, one of my happiest moments in 2022. Was that my husband and I, after having been living apart on and off because of work schedules and other, or or work life and other things, we were finally together and we decided in January, 2022, I said, what, where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. And he said, I just want water. And so mind you, we're in the midst of Omicron at this point in 2021 to, sorry, yeah, 2021 to 2022. Yeah. And he's like, I just want water. So I was sort of searching around and, Travel still wasn't a hundred percent recommended at that point, and I had kind of, on a whim, booked a cruise. So I booked it like in October, like September, October before Omicron had really hit. Yeah, and you know it's not a small investment, but it was also not a huge one because cruises were so substantially on sale. <laughs> like trying to get anybody to get on a boat. So I booked it on a Norwegian cruise line down to Mexico. So by the time the cruise was due to sail, it was January, mid-January when Omicron was in full effect. Oh jeez. And like the week before the cruise, the Fauci had come out and said, basically you're stupid to set foot on a cruise ship. Um, I looked it up at the moment when we were about to get on that cruise. It had taken uh, – cruise ships had seen a 30-fold increase in positive COVID-19 cases. And at this point, my husband and I, neither of us have had COVID. So, you know, it was still that big fear factor of what will it mean for me? You know, how will this affect me? And I, you know, I know many people who have long COVID yeah. and have had some pretty serious side effects from it. So it was obviously very scary. And my husband and I talked about it and it was like, let's just go. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll mask up on the flight. We'll be careful on the cruise. Um, Norwegian cruise line had done a beautiful job of setting up the protocols. I mean, so much testing before we got on the ship, which was great because then you knew everybody who was getting on the ship at that moment was COVID free. Yeah. To me and my mind, that sort of breaks down as people were doing excursions on the cruise. I mean, people yeah. were getting on and off the cruise ship. So, you know, that, that right. initial security. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. That initial security sort of disappears when people are taking these, you know, these day trips out, you know, into the countryside. Um, but anyway, we, we sort of made the decision. Yeah, we're going to go and we're just going to enjoy it and we're going to be together and we're not going to be fearful and we're going to be smart. And, you know, we could have caught – we, you know, we certainly could have, you know, caught COVID while Mm -hmm. we were on the cruise. We did not. But what it sort of showed me was every – you can live your life in fear and you can make decisions based on fear. Or you can just say, I'm willing to take the consequences, but I'm going to be as smart about it as possible. Yeah. And I will tell you, we had the best time because the ship was only 40% full. So it was just this beautiful, relaxing, lovely, lovely trip that, that we honestly had thought about not taking, and I'm so glad we did. And yeah. so that's sort of what I took from that. So, okay, you next. I love that. No, I think
0: that's really... That's great. I mean, when you think about like how you want to live your life, that's exactly what it is. And and everybody has to make their own choices and everybody has to make their yep. own decisions and everyone has to weigh the risks that are that are right for them. But you know, you take a risk every time you walk outside the door. You take a big risk every yeah. time you get in a car. Have you ever been in one of those? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They crash all the time. I mean, <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Nonstop. Um yeah, and I think the other the other thing that I sort of look at like moving forward with definitely the slow down, definitely this, the simplify and, um, and also just enjoying things more and not letting little, you know, this is just always comes with age too. You know, that whole book, don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, it's really very true. Like not letting the little things wind me up and make me so crazy. And I mean, yesterday I picked up, Legos for like the 45th time oh, and Legos, I was yeah. like, I just am going to like, you know, work on my squat form while I'm doing this and just be <laughs> like, this is how it is, I, you know, because at some point, like they're not going to be in my house and I'm sure yep. I'll miss some things about, I'm going to miss things about that. And I'm also going to be happy that there aren't Legos all over the floor. Like th- those two things can exist at the same time. Um but I whatever- still miss
1: the Lego creations. <laughs> yeah. I miss them so much. They're so creative. I have a little... I have like a little makeup kit, like a little – like a train case with a handle that for years was always in my car. So when the kids – when we were driving around that they could just be playing with Legos in the car. And I still have that. It's in my garage right now because it makes me happy every time I look at it. Legos are such a happy memory for me, but it's because I've been able to let go of – the period that you're in now, which is yeah. picking them up all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that yeah. It, It's nice to not have to pick them up all the time, but I, you know, now I'm getting a little bit more independence. Heathcliff is two, he's over two. So I can hit that point where I can like. I can do like a Peloton ride and he's okay, you know, with the big kids and, and playing around. And that's, that's been really life-changing. I don't feel like Jay was just out of town this weekend. I don't feel like this, oh my gosh, panic. What am I going to do? Like, this is going to be such a long weekend. It was like, oh, let's have fun. What are we going to do? Let's do this. You, you know, play outside. We'll go for walks. We'll do all these things. And, um, and so I feel like I can kind of breathe a little bit more. Right. And then I'm and I'm just strategically thinking about like my week and my days and what things I need to incorporate into those to feel my best. Wellness is like at the top of my list. I think this is I don't know if this is because I'm just hitting this post ankle break, I'm in my 40s, I'm done birthing children. Now it's like what does this look like and how do I feel the strongest and the most resilient and how do I wake up feeling great every day? That's like priority number 1.
1: I'm telling you this is This is just where most women in their forties should be. Mm -hmm. I've talked about this on the podcast when, when I was in my mid forties, you know, we, we worked there together, but I worked at a talk station that was being programmed to women. Yeah. So we were talking about women's things a Mm -hmm. lot in the cafeteria because there were a lot of women that worked there. Yeah. But just I, it was such a blessing that there were like three women that were going through menopause ahead of me. Yeah. And so I would listen to these conversations and it just sounded horrific. <laughs> and so I talked about it at the time and how one goes through menopause is different for every woman. The, the how you know the time that you do it is different, but I remember I'd had sort of a health scare. I'd had a fibroid and some other difficulties and all of those things that can be very complicated for women, but that happened in my early 40s. So once I came out of that, And I was hearing these conversations. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this under control. Yeah. And I sort of took control of my diet. I took control because if you Google it, there are all sorts of things that you can sort of do to prepare your body Mm -hmm. for what's coming, which is another huge life change. And I think what's really interesting about what you said is you're done having children. Mm -hmm. And mentally, that's such a big deal because you actually feel like, okay, now my body is mine again. It's mine and I'm going to care for it and I'm going to and I'm going to help it recover from what was very I mean giving birth is very traumatic
0: 8 years of pregnancy birthing even more than that and yeah. um and nursing that yeah. was my whole life
1: it takes its toll i mean i i actually remember mothers from my childhood who were in their 40s and my god in my 9 year old mind they were like 80 I mean, they just look like they look like they'd been to hell and back.
0: I know. And I I
1: just think that 40 is such a great time to just take control of it all. And I don't know. Menopause for me was relatively easy and unnoticed, um, probably partly because I had had a hysterectomy in my early 40s. So the the main sign that I was in menopause was sort of gone. Yeah. But I still had my, my ovaries. So I still went through menopause and it was relatively... Easy. And I don't know why. Part of, part of that could be genetic, but part of it is I feel like I was preparing to do it well. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you want to take that advice, and if you're in your 40s, take it. If you don't, don't. But I know for a lot of women, it can be just horrible. And it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Can and the preparation starts now.
0: Yeah. That makes me feel better. Like that's like a hopeful thing.
1: Were you scared?
0: I get nervous about it, yeah, because everybody talks about how
1: terrible it is and how you get all, like all psycho, and then everything's no, no, the no, worst. No, no, no. So, no, I mean, there was a little bit of the, a little bit of the. You could feel the hormonal. I don't even know how to yeah. explain it. But I get nervous about everything like that. Like I get nervous about being pregnant. I got nervous about giving birth. Well, it's something, and it's I think something. that's the that's the bottom line. Is it is something, but I yeah. think the idea that wellness is at the center of what you're looking at going forward is is the best thing you can do for yourself. It's the best thing that you can do your, for your 50-year-old self. Is you want to go into your 50s? Even though I know it's hard for you to imagine at 40,
0: 1, but 1, 41.
1: 50s are coming. And you're <laughs> at the, you're at the part of it where you can really can I think control how that's going to feel as you age. And you know, it's funny. I I look at myself in my 30s and I felt old. And I was such a baby and I look like a baby. And (laughs) in my forties, I still looked, I always look younger. I always looked younger than I was. And that carried a little bit into my forties. And what happens in your fifties is it's like, like, I I would say by like 54, it's like, boom, you're your age. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're. And then it's, then you've got a long life ahead of you like that. Like, right. You know, that's what I always
0: think about. Like, you're not going to look like your young self forever. And the the majority of your life will be spent not looking like that if you live a long time, which is a good thing. Now, there's a weird thought. There's a weird
1: thought. But I think so much about care and skincare and all of those things, if you start them, obviously, if you start them in your 20s, you're going to be great. But if you start that really in your 40s, it's all going to, it's all, you're going to be so grateful in your 50s that you did it. For sure. I think that's cool. All right, Marjorie, 2023. It's approaching anything
0: you want to like, for sure, focus on. Do you have a word of the year yet? Do you have a resolution? Do you have anything?
1: Do I, <laughs> You go first. You go first. <laughs> what do you have for 2023? You know,
0: it's, it's totally simplify. It's, it's, um, optimize and, um, and it's enjoyment because as I'm just realizing, like the time goes by fast and I just want to spend time, I want to enjoy it. And now that I know, like. I got through a really hard thing. I
1: right. feel
0: proud of that. And I feel like, okay, I can, um, I can move forward stronger. And people told me that when I was in like the depths of the ankle break, like, I know this is the worst, but it, you know, you're going to get through it and you're going, you're going to find some things that are good. And I definitely have, I mean, I don't know. I've never lived through a health
1: crisis, Marjorie. I was just a young pup just <laughs> frolicking about. Just, Let me there know you that's life. You'll frolic differently now. <laughs> yes. Yes. With yak tracks on. Yes. Yeah. I think for me, um, for 2023, um, obviously so much has changed. My life changed so dramatically when my mom moved to Manhattan. Yeah. So for 18 months, it all became thinking about her mm-hmm. and really, I put my life very much on hold, the life that I knew and sort yeah. of had to create a new one that, that that allowed for the space to care for her. Um, uh, so going forward, I think I'm going to stay in school because I'm loving that. But I think for me, it's about growth um, and creation mm-hmm. and creativity. I mean, I, I have lots of things that I I want to do and write and produce. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I feel very free um, to sort of create on my own terms which for people like us who have been in media for so long, that's a, that's a rare opportunity. Yeah. And so that's really what 2023, I hope is going to be about is, is what will come out of, um, this period of, of, um, of real thought and intention. So that's, that's okay. the hope. We'll see. That, or maybe so I'll just binge watch lots of good things all of 2023 and do nothing, but that sounds great too.
0: That sounds really good. We, I mean, we do have to talk, watch, read, listen. That's important
1: stuff. That is important.
0: Well, we have a little announcement. Don't worry. The podcast isn't going anywhere, but we are going to take a couple week break. So don't panic. Don't panic. Um, we're going to be back with a new episode on January 10th. So we're just going to take two weeks off to relax and enjoy the holidays. And, um and we will reconvene after the new year. And I have some really exciting, like guests that I want to have on the podcast. We have some fun topics that we want to talk about as um as we just continue going through this journey together. This is just one of the best things that I do. I love chatting with you every single I love week. chatting
1: with you too. And I was looking back at our um at when we started. Yeah. Do you realize we started in January of twenty nineteen? No way. Yeah. So how many years is that? We'll be starting our fourth years. Yeah. Our fourth year? Or is this our fourth year? I don't
0: know. I get so confused by that. We've been
1: talking to each other for lots of years. And so it's very exciting. And we will pick that back up on January 10th. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts.
0: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest. They are the podcast that brings you home.